Hi there, guys, and a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. It is Father's Day in Australia, so I have to give all those dads out there a bit of a shout out. Whether you're a sailor or not, thank you so much for listening and welcome, guys, to show number 20 for Adventures of a Sailor Girl. It seems like forever ago and yesterday at the same time, which is just fantastic. So many things coming up, but to start off with, we're going to get straight into sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. The Maxi Yacht Rolex Cup and the Mini Maxi Rolex World Champs have wrapped up at Porto Cervo with 20 knots for the final day of racing yesterday, which was Saturday. Allegra took out the Mini Maxi Rolex World Champs holding their regatta long lead with Lionheart holding their lead over Ranger and Rainbow to take out the J-Class. Been sharing a bunch of pics on Facebook of the J-Class. Gosh, they're stunners. Magic Carpet 3 took out the Wally Class. Firefly took out the Super Maxis and Highland Fling the Maxis. Far 30 Worlds have wrapped up in Copenhagen, Denmark. Harold Bruning took out the title with David Chapman, his tactician, who will be on this show. Mike Holt and Rob Wuffel have taken out the 505 World Championships in Kiel, Germany. Also catching up with him this show. It's 27 days and four hours approximately until the kickoff of the Volvo Ocean Race from Alicante, Spain. Team SCA have arrived. I'm following them and hopefully we'll touch base with Stacey Jackson very soon. So have Dong Fang. And of course, Team Spain, Team Vestas Wind, the last boat of the seven to join the campaign for the Volvo Ocean Race only three weeks ago. are on their way with a qualifying run with Chris Nicholson at the helm and Aussie. And also Tom Johnson, the newbie to the VOR on the team. Team Brunel, Team Alva Medica and Abu Dhabi Ocean Racing are all on their way, if not there already. I think you've got to start picking your teams, guys. Who are you going to pick? Ooh, I'm wearing pink tonight, so you know what I mean? Maybe it's Team SCA who I'll be supporting, but who knows who will take out the title. We're also within two years to go until the Rio Olympics and the Paralympics and the ISAF Worlds at Santander will be kicking off next week. We'll be touching base, hopefully with plenty of people as well from those worlds, Aussies especially. I might be a bit partial there. The ESS, the Extreme Sailing Series in Istanbul, kicks off on the 11th of September, which is awesome because that means we'll have some streaming to watch for everybody who's having withdrawals as it's one year since the America's Cup was getting us all up early anyway. 4 a.m. streaming was definitely awesome. But so much coming in the next few weeks for sailing, guys, and very exciting to be bringing you so many adventures, especially the Volvo Ocean Race. I'm going to be following that with a keen eye, and I will be catching up with as many people as possible in the next few weeks from various teams. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Now I'm going to play this tune. It's been in my head all week since I had a bit of a, uh, a mash-up crazy party here on my own on Thursday, celebrating having my voice back. I am pretty excited about getting my voice back after two weeks. It's been gone since Audi Hamilton Island race week. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and you're listening to Sunset Radio. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line, all the way, not all the way, from Jervis Bay in New South Wales, we have Tate Fortier, my roving South Coast reporter. How are you going, Tate? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm going very well. It's spring. How exciting. I know, right? I know. Have you been out on the water in spring yet? I have. On the very first day of spring, actually, we headed out on our Elliot 5.9 and... Um, had a nice light wind sail and awesome. managed to get about 40 dolphins sailing around us at oh, the same time. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, 40 dolphins, you're kidding. Nah, no, it was an absolutely awesome day. Oh, and people who, um, you know, think that I'm biased about where I come from, what should we tell them, Tate? Um, you definitely have a have a reason to be biased. It's um, a <laughs> fabulous place, that's for sure. That's for sure. For those people who may not know where Jervis Bay is, it's about two hours south of Sydney. It's a marine national park. I'm not quite sure how big it is, but it's quite a large open expanse of water, no ferries, and apparently 40 dolphins. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, I shared that video on Facebook if anybody wants to check it out. But what else has been happening down down on the south coast, Tate? What's been happening over winter? Uh, everyone's been a bit sleepy, but um, we've been having frostbite races once a month um, on the first Sunday of the month at Jervis Bay Sailing Club. And um, so we've been getting out and doing a couple of those in the laser and hobies and stuff. So, yeah, it's been slow but constant. Constant, excellent. That's what we like to hear. And the Hovies, what are you going to do this season? Because I know that you did the Hovie 16 Worlds last season, so you were doing a bit of sailing on those. You've got the laser. Oh, my goodness. What are you going to sail? Oh, so many options. Well, I think I'll be able to manage Saturdays. I'll sail the laser, and Sundays will be Hobie Day. Awesome. That sounds like a plan. For those who may not um, know Tate, I love it how you wheel your laser literally on a trolley. You wheel it down the road from your house to the sailing club. Yeah, that's it. I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to live really close, so uh, there's no point in driving down. So. <laughs> yeah, try and tow it with your bike when you can, but it's a pretty amazing thing to grow up at a country sailing club, isn't it? It is. It is. And I'm very excited because I haven't sailed at Jervis Bay for such a long time, but I'm coming home on the October long weekend for the Jervis Bay Regatta. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait. It's been... <laughs> Don't mind me getting so excited. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. He's still there. Excellent. I've blown him away with my excitement. But no, I am coming home. How cool is that? I know. It's been, I don't know, probably six months at least since I've seen you down here. So Yeah, I know. I, I need to get out and about. What we, Are you doing the Jervis Bay Regatta? I am. Um, I still haven't decided what I'm sailing on yet, so um, I don't know if anyone's opened any suggestions. But. <laughs> you, you can keep it mysterious. Well, I know that the tasers are making it a part of their training program leading into the yep. Worlds in Bustleton and WA, so there'll be a few tasers about. Maybe you should, should yeah. pop out on a taser. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know when the Jervis Bay regatta is, do you want to give us a bit of a spiel, Tate? Um, well, what have we got? We've got 4th and 5th of October, so the long weekend, the Saturday and Sunday, so there's plenty of time to travel home on the Monday. Um, and it's open to all off-the-beach dinghies and catamarans, so we like to see a good variety. Yep. Um, um, no guarantees on the weather, but it should be lovely, as Jervis <laughs> Beach is. Um, and, yeah, hopefully there'll be some more of those dolphins around to come and keep us company. Oh, there better be. I've got them on order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's awesome to catch up with you, Tate, as always. Say hi to the family for me and, um, and we'll, we'll touch base soon. We'll do. All right. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off with my South Coast reporter, Tate Fortier. We'll be right back after this break with stacks and stacks more adventures. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line I have Blake Middleton, all the way from Minnesota. Blake, how are you going? I'm doing really well, Nick. It's, it's only midnight here, so it's really not that late. 
<laughs> I can't believe it's midnight. I saw all these photos popping up on Facebook of you watching a Goo Goo Dolls concert basically from your veranda, and I just thought you'd be awake. <laughs> Yes, I am. You, that, was, that was good. I would not do that asleep. That would be a waste. <laughs> yeah, that would be a complete waste. But great, great to catch up with you. For those who don't yeah. know, you, um, you're a professional PRO, and I met you when you came out here one year. Well, you've come out for several years for the Heaven Can Wait Regatta. Um, but, That's correct. But you're, you're wrapping up your season over there just as we're starting to kick ours off down under. Yep, yep. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that uh, I work for two clubs here in Minnesota on Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, wow. And one yeah. of them actually will end next week. The other one, though, will not end until the end of October. Oh, my goodness. So, How cold will it be there in October? It'll be fine. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There'll be, be snow, but probably not. But probably not. Oh, excellent. Well, how, how has the season been over there, Blake, for those who may not know Down Under, but for those who are over in your part of the way as well? It's pretty good. The uh, we had some really strange conditions. I understand you've had a lot of rain recently uh, yeah. in New South Wales. Yeah, we had the same thing in June. Uh, All time record rainfall, and the lake that I'm on, Lake Minnetonka, west of Minneapolis, had the highest recorded uh, lake height, water level height in history since the 1800s when wow. it was they first started recording it. And uh, one of the side effects of that was that they put a uh, restriction on how fast powerboats could go so they wouldn't make waves oh. to damage the shoreline. Oh, my goodness. The good, the good news is that the sailors loved it because <laughs> we had a month and a half of no powerboats really being able to go fast. Uh, the bad news is I do race committee and I have powerboats, and oh. so we had to kind of flip around ourselves too, but it worked out well. That's, so. that's good. That's good to hear. Wow, I haven't, I've never yeah. heard of that. But for those who, who may know you on Facebook, and you do have quite a few friends, you post a picture every day of the view out your window over Lake Minnetonka there, which is just amazing. How many years have you been doing that for now, Blake? <laughs> I've been doing that daily picture for about four years, and with the exception of a couple of days where I <laughs> frankly just forgot <laughs> or, 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 you know, the few weeks I keep going to Down Under every year, yeah. then... Yeah, for the most part, though, I try to do a daily, and sometimes it's boring, and sometimes it's really interesting. So, but, but it's really cool to see the changes because I think the distinction of the seasons in the USA is, is far more profound than here in Australia. We seem to just have right. summer and winter; we don't really have too much in between. But your the changes of your seasons and the lake icing over—it's fantastic to see. We don't really get that here. <laughs> well, the the lake that the the, the yacht club I'm at was well, at a yacht club where I live here yeah um, it's probably 150 boats in the marina right in front ballpark maybe it's a few more than that yeah and so right now the pictures are you know you can see boats everywhere and in a few months you'll see ice yeah <laughs> and, and the lake will be frozen and there'll be people on the lake there'll be ice fishermen out there and whatever and if we're lucky we might even get a few weeks of ice boating racing sailing sailing on ice so unbelievable i know and that's why i love your daily picture because if you look at it six months in between you've got those boats and then you've got no boats and people on the lake. It's just unbelievable and I just I, yeah. I love it because the harbour doesn't change that much. Sydney Harbour is no. one of the most beautiful spots, but it doesn't change that much, not not with that much right. extremes. But speaking of Sydney Harbour, I, um, I met one of your counterparts uh, last week and I took her for a little adventure. That'd be Kendall, I presume? <laughs> yes, it was Kendall. Uh, I, you put us in touch and I, I took her for a little adventure and I think she's fallen in love with sunsets over Sydney Harbour as well now. I believe it, yep. <laughs> so when, when, we, when will you next be down under? 
I think Kendall said uh, that you and her should live down here. <laughs> that's the, yes, I believe that. Um, I think tentatively February uh, for Heaven Can Wait. This will be year nine. Wow. Uh, used to be a, a long October weekend, first weekend in October every year. And then uh, for the first seven years, and then last year it was in November. And this year they're moving it to February to make it part of a much bigger um, week-long event up on Lake Macquarie. Excellent. So for those who don't know about Heaven Can Wait, you should give us a little bit of a spiel. <laughs> well, what's really cool is it's sort of like an offshore race done inshore. I mean, yeah. Lake Macquarie is obviously a very large lake. And um, one of the neat things about it is that it has the, – the, the race itself, the reason I got motivated was because it's a 24-hour it's a race, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a good cause. It's for cancer. So it basically supports the Cancer Council of New South Wales and um, kind of promotes the entire, I think they call it the Hunter region up there. Yeah. And um, the there's also a one-lap dash for boats that obviously can't sail at night. Yes, like the and moths and the, moths yeah, and the 49ers. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there are a number of um, Olympic gold medalist types, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slingsby and those folks. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, who's now doing 470s. Yep. He sailed with his sister in a 470 once. Um, and we've had 18s racing. We've had Etchells. We've had all kinds of boats. And um, I raced it the first two years. And after the second year, I went to the folks who helped start to organize it and said, you know, this is what I do professionally is run races. If you want, I'll come back and, and act as the PRO for you. And so uh, I did that. And I've done it for the last six years now. It's it's just amazing. I love how you just you volunteer yourself so readily, and you're you're fantastic for for so many events, not just in sailing, in pushing some fantastic causes. And a lot of people don't realise that it's because you um you yourself have overcome an amazing amount of challenges. And I um I think I think you're a pretty awesome person for that. I'm glad that we get to chat with you on the show. When we're talking about adventurers, you're definitely one of one of the ones in my book. That's for sure. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Nick. No worries at all. But uh, thank you for touching base with us. And I hope you come down in February. Whenabouts will it be? Because maybe I can do it this year. I can never do it when when, um, when heaven can wait over the October long weekend. Now it's in February. I may be able to have a go. I, I think it is. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but I yeah. think it's the third weekend in February, 2021, 21, 22, whatever that weekend how is. There. Ooh, how exciting. I might have to, might have to pencil it in. <laughs> awesome. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch base with you very soon, Adventurer Blake, and I hope that you don't get too cold. Or no, too, too, yeah, too cold as, as you're starting to ice over there. <laughs> I'll, I'll survive. Don't worry. You'll survive? <laughs> Excellent. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off with Blake Middleton in Minnesota. We'll be right back here on Sunset Radio with plenty more adventures. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line we have David Chapman. Chapo, how are you going? Uh, good, thanks, Nicole. Good, good. Sounds like you're eating your breakfast. I, uh, I hope I didn't get you up too early. <laughs> uh, just getting through, just trying to get through the day. Just trying to get through the day, and, uh, and c- big congratulations. The last time I saw you, you'd just taken out Audi Hamilton Island Race Week, the MC38 National Titles, with a day to spare on Ginger. And now I'm talking to you again because you've taken out the Far 30 World Championships. Unbelievable. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. No worries at all. And sorry about my congratulations. It sounds like my voice is breaking with this this voice. It will come back, no doubt. But oh, how was the racing? It sounds like it was a, a very tough week. 
Yeah, it was quite a light regatta in the end. Um, while I was at Hamo on my way, the team won the pre-worlds, which I wasn't too happy about. <laughs> Everyone knows you don't do that. Yeah, bad, bad luck, bad, bad juju. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad and the worlds went okay and everything somehow fell into place yet again for you. You're having a cracker of a year. Yeah, the cards fell our way and we had really good speed and the light airs and it was you'd, it, in the end it was a light air regatta so that, that helped a lot. Fantastic. And the worlds were held out of Copenhagen but you were sailing with the German team, I believe. Yeah, I've been sailing with this German team for the past three years and um, Harold's been the owner of the boat. He's been in part of the class for about 10 and we won our first regatta this year and um, his our goal was to get on the podium and uh, we managed to take it out. Which is just unbelievable and a massive congratulations to the whole team. Hopefully they get to have a listen to this. Not for my voice but just because of how well um, how well the whole team's done and there's, there's a stack of people who I'm sure would wish to pass on their congratulations. But up next for you, you've been at Audi Hamilton Island Race Week sailing with Leslie Green on Ginger. Then you've head o- headed over to Copenhagen to sail with a German team and now you're having a bit of a rest, I believe, in Poland. <laughs> That's true, I am. You are, you are. And then you're, you're off to do far 40s with, uh, with, with Voodoo Child, a Tasmanian team. You're all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's uh, nice to be busy at the moment, I guess. <laughs> and um, they're really looking forward to getting back on the far 40 with those guys. And it's a really good team. And yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah, well, you've had a, had a few successes in recent regattas as well, which which uh, I guess bodes well given the, the regattas that are coming up and then the World Championships, I think, in about a month or so now. Yeah, the Worlds are in October in San Francisco, so we need to kind of uh, knuckle down and get into it and hopefully we can get a good result. It's going to be a really, really tight World Championship. Oh, I don't doubt that. It seems that it's had a bit of a revival, the far 40s. I mean, they've always been a tough class, but especially in San Francisco, I think that might be attracting a few extra numbers as well, do you think? There's, a few, there's going to be a few rock stars in the fleet, so <laughs> looking forward to taking them all on and seeing what we can do. In, in true uh, Chaffo character, hopefully with, uh, with the, the wide brim hat on as well. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Of course, of course. Well, excellent to catch up with you, Chapo. I hope you have a fantastic break this week. Good luck, and we look forward to following your progress in the far 40s, and, uh, and I hope everything goes well uh, when, when you come home to have a bit of a training block as well, I believe. So I, I probably won't see you until, I don't know when, summer. <laughs> uh, October, I would say. Yeah, summer. Summer. Well, bring it on. I can't wait. My voice should be back by then. Yay! <laughs> That's all right, we're taking your MC38 sailing. I haven't forgotten. Yes, I'm so excited about this. Yes, you have to, you have to, you have to. I'm very, very excited. Um, The poor Ginger crew won't be able to handle my enthusiasm, though, will they? They'll um, they'll be just fine. (laughs) They'll be just fine? Excellent. That sounds really good. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your breakfast, Chavo. Thank you so much for for calling me. And um, and congratulations again to you and the whole crew. It's it's. Fantastic to see you take out another world. Thanks, Nick. No worries at all. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off with David Chapman after his Far 30 win. We'll be right back after this break with plenty more news here on Sunset Radio. 
This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. And on the line, we have the newest 505 world champion skipper, Mike Holt. How are you going? I'm good, Nick. Thanks. And yourself? I'm going very well. All the better for getting to meet you and getting to have a chat to you because congratulations, you've finally done it. You've won a 505 world champs. Uh, it was it was very very good feeling. Very good feeling. Long time uh, racing the boats, and to uh, to finally actually win one was was quite an amazing feeling. And uh, and uh, all credit to to Rob, uh, my crew for for dragging me across the finishing line. Yeah, good. Oh, I mean, because it is such a two person boat, the five hundred five. So much goes on, and I'm very very physical as well. But Rob Woofle, as you've taught me to say, I blame you for for the for the pronunciation of that. No, it, it sounds like you guys sailed an incredibly incredibly good regatta um but it, it did come down to the last day only two points yeah so so going into the last day it was it was it was all quite tight and we actually uh the uh the, the race before race six mm. we had a bit of a nightmare it was uh uh the 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 breeze had dropped almost to nothing at the start and oh, we got forced out to the right and the left sounds came in. so unusual for keel <laughs> yeah yes we should have known better uh, so, so we, we, we left ourselves a bit exposed going into the last race, but fortunately there were six boats that could still win, which was pretty crazy. And wow. uh, that meant that, that nobody could really leverage our one bad result. So Oof. that that sort of made it a bit easier for us. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it, it's been a long time coming because as you said, you've been involved in the class for a, a number of years. And I believe that you may have been bridesmaid a few times. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I, I did my first world championship when I was obviously very, very young, uh, back in 1989 in Felixstowe wow. in the UK. Yeah, you and, must have been uh, five or something. That must have been, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's what I tell my kids. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it uh, but the the last sort of ten years, we've uh, my uh, Rob. Uh, who crewed for me this year? Uh, stood in for my regular crew, Carl. Oh who, my uh, decided, Yeah, he decided that uh, Germany was going to be far too light and cold and wet for him, so he didn't want to go. Oh goodness, no! Yeah, yeah. He, he he got he got two of the three right. Unfortunately, got the wind wrong. Oh yes. So. Well, Kiel does that. It's either very very light and annoying, or uh, very very windy and cold. And also yeah. somewhat annoying because you were on the outer course as well. It is a little bit of a trek. It's 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 a long sail out. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we were right out. I think what they call Delta course, which best part of an hour to get out there, even with the breeze up. Yes, I am. So, I know the course. I've I've sailed out there on on Yinglings before, but luckily the last time I was there, I was match racing, so I was nice and close to the marina. But uh, but goodness, I think sometimes it's even a bit of a task getting out to that course. It is, yeah. We did we did uh, Kilovaka back in June, and we had very light winds for that. And getting there and back was was. Uh, I think we we uh, we spent far more time getting to and from the racetrack than we actually spent racing. <laughs> but but that said, the racing sounds like it was exceptional. I mean, to come down to the last day with six boats, um, possibly able to take the win. I mean, that that just shows how incredibly competitive the five hundred five class is. Yeah, there's there's so many good sailors racing, and the I think the uh, the six that were in it uh, on on the final day were, were were really representative of that. And uh, uh, yeah, the the uh, the young Australians, Luke and Pete, and yeah. Wolfgang and Julian, and uh, and and so forth. It was uh, 
it was it was a, a made it a pretty exciting finish and in, in that with that many boats anything can happen as well so definitely and i'm just looking at the scorecard now i mean you you guys were on 19 but looking back to sixth place was only 28 points so um, you know that that's pretty tight. Even on on the on the last day to finish with the top six within. I mean, we, we're often seeing a little bit of a pattern at the moment where um, there, there's a bit of inconsistency with the Etchells Worlds, or you know, you've got a, a standout leader potentially as well. But wow, that that's just amazing and really really good showing for the 505. So if if, if people are considering jumping into a dinghy, it sounds full on. Yeah, it's it's great racing. I think we had 16 countries there as well, which is. Uh, a fairly impressive thing in this day and age to get boats from that many countries out there racing and uh, uh, and, and doing an event like that. So yeah, it's 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 one of the pinnacles outside of Olympic zone, I think, in this day and age, in 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 a sport that's become way too fragmented. Yeah, yeah, completely understand. And I mean, the five hundred five is incredibly technical, so it's not like, I mean, your skills are lacking, and and that and that you said, you know, the, the next best technical thing. I mean, if you're comparing it to a four seventy, I would say it's even more complicated than a four seventy. Having sailed a four seventy, it's possibly the only boat that's got more ropes in it than a four seventy. <laughs> it it does it does have a fair number of ropes, but I think that they're they're fairly logical once you've sailed them a couple of times yeah. but uh, yeah just just it still comes down to shooting and hiking yeah at the end of the day especially as you said that keel had um what is sometimes characteristic but more uncharacteristic more uncharacteristic than um than the light wind you had a had a bit of breeze i've seen a few photos of boats upside down and and whatnot but what we might do now is go to a little bit of a break and we'll be right back with more from Mike Holt, the newest 505 world champion here on Sunset Radio. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Stay with me. We'll be right back. And we're back here on Sunset Radio with Mike Holt, the newest 505 world champion, calling in from Santa Cruz in the USA. So great to have you on the line. We were talking just before the break about everything that's gone into this campaign for Mike to finally pull through a win in a class that he's been sailing for quite some time. They're an incredibly physical boat and the crew does an exceptional amount of work. And we were talking about the fact that you sailed with a replacement crew. That said, I mean, it's a real team effort, isn't it? It, it, it is, but I, I think, you know, the, the, the crew's probably more important in a fiver than the helm. I, I, I'm fairly convinced that, a, uh, that, that the best skipper with an average crew can't win, but an average skipper with the best crew can. Wow. So I definitely think, think that the, uh, the, the crew is... Is probably more important than the fiver than 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 the skipper. Wow, that is amazing. But that said, um, as as we've already mentioned, that uh, I mean, it's it's a real team effort, and getting you to that position where you're able to look around and you know do your job perfectly is 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 from a culmination of all of these other events that you've done in the past. I mean, you, Hamilton Island, San Francisco, and and even back to 1989 when you were five years old. <laughs> I guess that, that all of that culminates to create the team that you were able to win with this time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's all all, all the pieces you pick up along the way, and and uh, learning from each other, and, and and how you put a campaign together to succeed. Now, speaking about crew work, it must have been incredibly important at this regatta because, as mentioned just before the break, the conditions at Keel were not characteristically light. There was quite a bit on consistently across the regatta. Yeah, I, I, we, we probably averaged sort of 14 to 18 knots, I think, over the yeah. event. So, yeah, de definitely on the breezy end. And the wind, the wind was always offshore, so it was quite shifty and uh, and, and pretty puffy, which I think caused some, some of, some of the, uh, 
the, 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 the middle and the back of the fleet more, more issues than they would have liked, but uh, made for good racing for those of us at the front. Definitely. Do you know what I find interesting is that I know the last 505 Worlds were held out of Barbados, I believe, and, yes. then, um, and then you headed to Kiel. I'm just wondering... <laughs> I'm wondering where you're headed to next because I'm not sure if you can get any more different than Barbados and Kiel. <laughs> no, well, we, we've 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 had a, a really good run of exotic locations for a while. Yeah. We had we had uh, Italy, we had uh, then we had San Francisco. Yeah. Then we went we went to Denmark. That was obviously cold and grey. Then Hamilton then we went Island. To, yeah. To, to, we went to Hamilton Island. Yeah. Which which. Ironically, was cold and cold windy and, windy. and wet. Yeah, you got the you got the southeasterly tradies. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got a, a really wet time there. And oh then, goodness! Then we we went to La Rochelle in France, which was lovely. Yeah, that's a, that's and a beautiful then, place. Uh, yeah, Barbados <laughs> last year couldn't have been a bigger contrast to Kiel this year. I think that is brilliant. So where where are you yeah. headed to next? Are you going to defend your title? And will Carl be back on board? That's, yeah, uh, that's it, probably it, the big question. <laughs> yeah, de- defending and with Carl. Yeah, yeah sadly. I mean, it, it, it's. I, I, I feel. I feel really, uh, really sort t- of mixed emotions about that because obviously, yeah. when when you win with somebody, you, you 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 kind of want to defend with them. But you know, Carl and I have been saying now together for eleven years, and uh, and need to get him a win now. So it's yeah. Port Elizabeth in South Africa oh, next wow. March. That is so. amazing. That would be brilliant. Um, I've heard yeah. nothing but good things sailing at South Africa, except for the fog and um, and potentially some sharks. So you can avoid those. Um. Well, I think, I, think, I think you've got as many sharks in Australia. So I think, I think yeah. hopefully you uh, just got to keep our toes in the boat. Exactly. You should be fine. But don't you feel bad about, about this win? I think that's not allowed. And I'm sure that Carl will understand and, and no doubt Rob um, will. We'll celebrate it with you. You'll have to all celebrate it together because, as many will know who've won a world championships, there's a lot more involved than just the regatta itself. But that said, congratulations on on the effort that you put in over that week because it sounded like an incredibly tough regatta. And all credit to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, no, it was good fun. <laughs> no worries at all. We might wrap it up here, but great to touch base with Mike Holt. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we'll be right back after this break on Sunset Radio with plenty more adventures. Stay with me. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. If you've just joined me, my name's Nick Douglas. This is Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we're here on Sunset Radio, and we've been joined today by so many fantastic adventurers celebrating spring. Yay. And also Father's Day here in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm not sure if it's Southern Hemisphere generally, but it is in Australia, and that's where I'm based. And uh, and, and a happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there who were on or off the water. I was on the water with mine, which was fantastic. But uh, that aside, I'm very excited because this week I was able to do a show. Last week, in my adventuring, I managed to lose my voice somewhere and I wasn't able to do a show, which was a little bit of a pest. It's a bit of an occupational hazard, essentially. I, uh, I left my voice in uh, Hamilton Island, basically. I managed to do my show on the Sunday evening when I returned from Audi Hamilton Island race week. And it did not come back until this week. I did go skiing last weekend, but I didn't have a voice. So I didn't even have to try and work out the logistics of playing a show. I did play a repeat. But if you uh, if you listened last week, you would have heard that my introduction was very, very uh, subdued and, and somewhat forced through a bit of a croak. And uh, even... Chapo, David Chapman, who I interviewed earlier in the show, he had something to say about my voice following our interview. Sounds terrible. I know, it's horrendous, isn't it? 
Oh, well. Yeah, I, I literally had no voice until yesterday from Hamo. I, I got home, I did my show on Sunday night, and then I had no voice. I woke up the next day, I had 40. I went to the doctor and he took my temperature. He was like, you're 40 degrees. Can you take your hoodie off? And then he made me sit there for 10 minutes with my hoodie off. And then he took my temperature again. He's like, yeah, you're still 40 degrees. <laughs> that was my adventure uh, for the past few weeks. I've been pretty sick, but I, I'm, I've come out on top. And now I've got this little, I've still got a little bit of a croak. Can you hear it? But, uh, but I'm going quite well. And, uh, and, and I did go to the snow anyway, which was possibly a little bit naughty, but I had to get out of the house and, and go and do something. And yesterday I did get out of the house and it is Father's Day weekend, as I mentioned, and we did go to the Sydney Swans game. <laughs> And we did have a bit of a win in the preliminary final, which was pretty exciting. And I'm sure my dad was excited too, but I'm sure um, everybody doesn't really need to hear the red and the white. But you might want to hear this little excerpt from when I went sailing with my dad today. I did post a few photos on online uh, on, on Facebook. We took a selfie as we left the house because we decided to go to sailing in our sailing clothes, which I thought was complete genius because it was raining and we just rocked up to the sailing club in our, in our, in our zeit gear, ready to rock. And, uh, and then we went out on the water and I wanted to get a selfie with him out on the water to celebrate Father's Day. And this is what he had to say on our way in. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we're just coming in from a sail. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Can we have another selfie now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you um, ever get sick of my selfies, just uh, think about those who I'm inflicting it on elsewhere. But a big thanks to all the adventurers who joined me today listening or on the show fantastic to hear about everything that's happening not only in Australia but across the globe and we'll be as mentioned in the start of the show touching base with as many people as I can get my hands on that are involved with the Volvo Ocean Race in the next few weeks and also the ISAF Worlds that will be kicking off in Santander so much happening maybe even the Extreme Sailing Series I've got I've got a bit on guys I've got so many people to catch up with if you've got a story though make sure you you let me know because I do want to hear whether it's from club level we heard from Tate Fortier at my home sailing club at Jervis Bay Blake Middleton from Minnesota talking about the Heaven Can Wait regatta but everything that's happening with him over there wherever you are I want to hear about your adventures and I, I love to I love to hear about them just me personally but then it's even more fantastic to share them with everybody that's listening happy Father's Day to all of the fathers that are listening whether it's your first or uh, in my case your 29th <laughs> happy Father's Day dad and happy Father's Day to everybody Enjoy spring and make sure you get out on the water, guys. I'll be back next week at 6 p.m. AST.